heads for prayer. Gracious Father in heaven, on this Sunday of the Holy Trinity, we thank you that we can worship together this day, that we can worship in person, that we can worship online, that we can be one body in Christ. We ask you, Lord, to grant us a spirit of understanding as we as we look at your word this day and as we wrestle with it and as we, again, uh, contemplate what it is that you, you say to us and how you present yourself to us. Be with us, we pray, in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. That's the first time I've had to say those words in a while. Please be seated. It is great to see so many of you here this day. I got to tell you, it's a little bit strange after having gotten used to preaching to pretty much an empty church, uh, to preach to actual masked faces is uh, uh, an interesting thing. And so, again, I'm glad you're with us this morning. And to those of you who are still at home, uh, we thank you for watching online. Again, our overall concern is please be safe. Uh, and until you feel safe venturing forth, uh, we respect you and we love you. And again, if you need anything, please uh, let us know. Uh, as we look at, uh, at, at what we're celebrating today in terms of, of the Holy Trinity, uh, that whole wonderful, uh, what we call, uh, tri part God, if you will, three uh, gods, uh, no, three persons in one God. Uh, we are reminded of our opening hymn, Holy, 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 uh, Lord God Almighty. And it's a refrain that occurs not just in the New Testament as we begin to understand a little bit more about the Trinity, but, but it's, a, it's a refrain that occurs also in the Old Testament. In fact, that hymn, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, is inspired by Isaiah uh, chapter 6 in that wonderful vision of Isaiah, uh, where all the cherubim and the seraphim are all singing around the altar of God, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God of Sabaoth. And so it's a reminder to us that God was expressing himself in this great mystery of the Holy Trinity even from the very beginning of creation. And we heard those words. Uh, I love those words. Um, by the way, it reminds me that, again, uh, even though we're not playing baseball right now, uh, that the first game of, of baseball was uh, played in the Bible uh, where it says, in the big inning. It's nice to have those groans in person. I deliberately did that just so I could get that. And, and so, no, in the beginning was God. And, and we read in that wonderful account of creation, and, and we, we only really heard a little bit of it this morning because of its length, the first day of creation and that, that last wonderful day of creation of man. Um, but we hear there where God says, let us make man in our image, that wonderful, uh, if you will, God referring to himself in the Holy Trinity and those in the, uh, the, the three persons and one God in that royal royal majesty way of speaking, that God is there in his fullness at creation, and that he is bringing all things into being, and that God is still active in his creation. Uh, just because God the Father is assigned that whole task of creation doesn't mean that he stops creating. He's still creating today. He's still working today. Uh, he's brought all of us into being and formed each and every one of us with the gifts and the skills and the talents that, that he's bestowed upon us. And so we remember uh, those things. And so we have this wonderful understanding of who God is in creation. Now, we also know 
and for some reason it's not showing up on my slide, but I'm glad it is there, uh, that in that second person of the Trinity, God sent his only son into our world to suffer and to die on a cross for our sins. And so we remember that really was the sole purpose for which he sent Christ into this world, to suffer and to die. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, the whole part of the believing is also understand that God sent him not only to die, but also to teach, to share us the truth of the gospel and what God is all about. He's a God of love and grace and mercy and a God who desires having a relationship with his people. And so in order to break down the barriers of sin that uh, keep us away from that relationship, he sent his son into this world. Now, we don't fully understand that. We don't fully understand how we can have a God who can express himself in such a way that he can remain in heaven while he sends his son to earth. That just doesn't compute. It's a great mystery. But guess what? One day, when we die and we go to heaven, that mystery will be uh, unfolded before our very eyes and we'll see the fullness of God face to face. And, and that's going to happen one of these days. People say, in fact, uh, um, Harry kind of asked it this morning, can you explain the Trinity? The answer is no, I can't. I can kind of put some stuff out there to try and I can kind of give you some examples to try, but to fully explain it, uh it has to be taken by faith. We simply know that this is how God chooses to reveal himself to us. And we know that we see those glimpses of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all together in certain places in Scripture. One of the most famous, of course, being the baptism of Jesus, where we see the Holy Spirit descending on Jesus in the form of a dove. And we hear God the Father speaking from heaven, this is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased. We also see it in our gospel lesson today where he says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The fullness of God uh, being bestowed upon us in the waters of baptism. And though those words were spoken some 2,000 years ago, they're the very same words that we use to baptize today. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, expressing the fullness of how God presents himself to us. And of course, we know that artists throughout the years have tried to depict that Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in a variety of ways, in a variety of pictures. Here's uh, a famous stained glass window depicting the Trinity, the Father and the Son uh, sitting next to each other. Of course, you notice that the Son is on the right hand of the Father and the Holy Spirit above both of them. Uh, whatever way we try to express it is wholly inadequate in our world and in, in our words and in our images. But the fullness of God has to be an incredible thing. But what Jesus does is he points us in this fullness of God to what we're supposed to be about as Christians. And the whole idea of who we are as Christians, taking the faith that we have and sharing it with the world around us. Again, in that last part of Matthew, our gospel lesson for today, uh, we see it unfolded for us in what we commonly refer to as the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is, is somewhat challenging for us. It can be a, 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 a mix-up what where do we go? Where do we begin? Where do we start? We have all of these things. And, and, and so one of the things that I, I think is so important here, and I, maybe you caught it as I was reading the gospel uh, earlier, and, and it says here, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, uh, but some doubted. 
Now, wait a minute. How can you be a disciple? And how can you have watched all of the events unfold? How can you have experienced Pentecost? How can you have gone through all of that, seen the miracles of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, and still doubt? I mean, even people from Missouri should get it by this point. Show me. Well, I have. And yet what it expresses to me is that we're human. For which one of us here hasn't doubted at some point in time in our lives, hasn't had those days or weeks or months sometimes even where we're struggling with God and and we doubt, is he real, is he existing, or or is this all a made-up story? We all struggle from time to time. And yet as we continue to be sustained uh, by the Holy Spirit who's lifting us up even in those moments of doubt, we come back to a God who presents himself to us as a gift full of grace and mercy and love. A God who works in our lives even when we don't deserve it. A God who's still there. A God who never leaves us nor forsakes us as he reminds us in the last verse I will be with you always to the very end of the age. One of the challenges when we face the Great Commission is to kind of sort things out and to say, well, what do we do and and how do we do it? Well, I like to think about it in this way. It's really three aspects. Love God. How do we love God? Well, we do exactly what we're doing. We worship. And today we worship together. We continue to walk by faith and to believe the gospel. We read the Bible. We, we pray. We pray to continually. We pray together. Uh, we give sacrificially, trusting God to care for us in our lives. Second thing is we love others. As we begin to see the need that other people have in their lives, we work on our relationships. We, we attend uh, um, Bible studies during the week if we can. Uh, what else do we do? Uh, we, we take a look. Uh, some of you have uh, women's Bible studies or things that you can do together or men's Bible studies. We serve together in the church. And what do we do? We pursue holiness. What does that mean? We continue to think about how Christ would have us to live and what he would have us to do and what he would have us to say, how he would have us to interact with each other. To pursue holiness is to continually come before him, to fall on our knees, confess our sins, and to receive his grace and his mercy, his forgiveness. And then the third part of it, and this is probably the one that we're most uncomfortable with, is we go out. Well, what's interesting is if you really look at the Greek here in in Matthew, it's not so much go and make disciples. It's more, I think, better translated as you're going, as you're living your life, as you're walking through life as my disciples, be Christ to the world around you. Go. Um, What do you do? You you hang out with neighbors. You witness to your neighbors. You share with with co-workers. You talk about Jesus. uh, You serve in different ways down at the mission or food pantries, those kinds of things. You might go on a mission trip, which takes you out of your normal uh, everyday element and puts you into a place where perhaps you're a little bit uncomfortable. And yeah, begin, what do you do? You fall back into the arms of Jesus and and you rely on on your faith in him. And 
What do you do? You also teach others one-on-one. Share your faith, live your faith, uh, breathe your faith. That's a part of that going, a part of living your faith each and every day. And remember what Christ calls us to do in this. He wants us to take this message of salvation, to go and take it to every tribe and every language and every nation and every people so that the whole world knows who he is. Now, that's difficult to do during this time where everybody's kind of a little leery, everybody's wearing masks, and everybody's maybe a little, a little afraid. But you can, you know, I look at it this way. It's a great time to share Jesus. Even at six-foot distancing with masks on, you can tell people uh, that there is hope, that there is a, a, a someone to turn to. And especially in this time of cultural unrest where people are trying to figure everything out, we need to turn to a savior who recognizes the value of life in whatever color, whatever background, whatever uh, economic situation, that all people belong to him and they are all his creation. And so that mutual respect needs to be shared and proclaimed. Uh, The problems that we face as a culture and society, they're not going to be solved by the efforts of man. We need to bring people to Jesus Christ. And when people are Christ focused, guess what? You see other people differently. And when you're looking at people through the cross, you realize that Jesus died for all. That's the message that we have to share with the world, with each other, with those around us. And we can share it. I think one of the most dangerous things in the world out there right now is social media. Because people can spout off and say anything they want to. Well, you know what? Those of you who are on social media, I encourage you just to to put out some simple phrases. Maybe the first one is, come Lord Jesus. Christ is our hope. Christ is our salvation. Christ is the answer. You don't have to give any long explanations, just simple little phrases that point people to Christ. The love of Christ overcomes all things. All people belong to Christ. He died for all, no matter what their color or their creed. To simply share in positive ways. Don't get into the arguments. They're fruitless. I think in social media, you're just arguing with a bunch of people who, never mind. I won't say it. But put out the smart things. Put out the Christian faith. Put out the Christian witness. Go and make disciples means sometimes you can do that even without leaving your home. Be Christ to the world. Share the love of Christ. If you're in the grocery stores, social distancing, share Christ. Now, how do you do that? You have two things in your basket, let somebody else go first. Simple things. Be courteous, be kind, be Christ. Share the love of Christ. Speak of Christ in word and in deed. Don't worry about whether or not you have the answers. God will give them to you in the right times and the right places. Do you have to have all the answers? No. Do you have to have all the right words? No. The Holy Spirit works in those ways. And so go. Make disciples in word and in deed. Share the truth of who Jesus Christ is and proclaim he indeed is holy, as is the Spirit and as is the Father. Holy, 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 Lord God 
Almighty. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus into life everlasting. Amen.